0: And now,
1: and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out, Hail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Charlie McBride, Joel Wilkes. Next hour, we say hi to Mitch Sherman from the Athletic. At Mitch Sherman's, where you find him on Twitter. And uh, Mitch, good to spend time with you. Thanks for a few minutes. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Schmidtie, how are you?
1: We're good. We are good. It was good to see you in Indy and uh, camp is here, and uh, yesterday was Coach Rule and uh, some of the offensive guys today, a defensive flavor. And some of your impressions, Mitch, with first and foremost, Tony White's defense and some of the skill set that guys bring uh, to what could make this defense thrive. Uh, So far, so good through day two?
0: From what we've heard, yes, they are – moving fast. They're installing a lot. It's a complex scheme. Um, You know, I could envision a scenario where we're into September and there's a need to scale back some things, but, you know, Tony White's going to try to get as much in as he can. Um, You know, he doesn't want to sell short the veteran players on this team who deserve for him and, and for this coaching staff to give them every opportunity that they have to win. And I think you heard that yesterday in, in Matt Rule's voice about the veteran players on the team and the work that they've done to to really push things along through the summer. And, you know, he talked about some of those guys being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that, that quote kind of stuck, stuck with me a little bit. Um, and I asked Tony White about it today. And, you know, it, it resonates with him It's because he's got players Feel that way at every level of his defense. You know, Quentin Newsome in the back, and Isaac Gifford, and you have Nick Henrich and Luke Reimer in the middle, and and then a guy like Ty Robinson, and and some some older players who haven't been on the field as much, also up there on that defensive line, like Nash Hutmaker and and Blaze Gunderson. And we heard from both of those guys, Hutmaker and, and Gunderson, today, um, along with Ruquan Buckley and M.J. Sherman, a new guy, and Ty Robinson and, and Nick Henrich yesterday. So, a lot of the veteran players uh, defensively have have spoken, and and you know more than that, um, I, I think what you see in those guys, especially the linemen, is is some changes in, in how they look physically. And you know it's got a lot to do with their nutritionist, Chris, Kristen Coggin. It's got a lot to do with Corey Campbell, the strength coach, and his staff, and all of the guys that I asked about it were quick to mention those two and and their and their staffs, and then of course, too, what Terrence Knight the defensive line coach and Tony White and Matt Rule want from this defense. So you know they're working on a lot of different things um, to get this team in a place physically and intellectually when it comes to the, the football side of things, so that they're ready to go in 30 days. And and you know that's that's a tough um, a tough task. Of course, they're not going to be at their best, but it's just how close can they get to that? Um, opening the season against a big Ten West opponent.
2: Mitch Sherman's with us here at Hale Varsity Radio. and Mitch, we heard from Tony White today that essentially, it's going to fall upon that veteran leadership on the defense to get the defense ready to go for Minnesota that some of those guys out there who are another coach on the field, if you will, are really important in getting the defense as a whole ready. But I want to get your thoughts on, on what it's going to take for this team. If they're going to exceed expectations in year one, is that going to fall on those veterans and that veteran leadership, or is that going to fall on some of the younger guys being ahead of schedule and and getting on the field earlier than expected in their Husker career? Which side of the coin are you on there in terms of how Nebraska could exceed expectations this? season
0: well i'd say both i mean you, you know you're not going to get and uh, you're not going to exceed expectations with only the veterans stepping up or with only the young players stepping up and i don't think the young players can do it without the veterans leading the way And you know, i don't think this is set up to be a team where uh you have freshmen redshirt freshmen who rise to the top and 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 the older players fall fall away there's a it's just a small group there's only 10 seniors on this team and they're going to have to get contributions from the majority of that group. And and not just on the field, but in the locker room and in leadership roles. And then because that group is so small, yeah, they're going to need young players. There's a bigger junior class, but, and then there's a a big group of sophomores who have been in the program for three or four years. Some of the sophomores, well, all of them, um, the majority of them, I guess, would have been in college in 2020 if if they've redshirted. And, you know, that counts, that does not count as a year. So you have fourth year sophomores, which skews the, um, the look of the roster a little bit more young than it actually is. But um, some of those guys feel young in the program because they haven't done uh, as much on the field. And then there's others who, who seem like veterans because they're entering their fourth season. So they're going to need it from all over. Um, I definitely think you're going ha- to need contributions from the young players um, if they are to go above and beyond what people expect from this team. And we saw some of those guys in the spring – uh, especially on the defensive side, so um, up front on defense at the second level on the defensive side, they're going to need young players, not just not just freshmen, but some of the transfers too, like like MJ, who we heard from today, and Chief Borders, who I'm sure we'll hear from at some point in camp, um, to be big contributors uh, for Tony White in the
1: scheme. Mitch Sherman with us, few minutes. Sail Varsity Radio at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Read him. With the athletic, Mitch, what what do you envision for this defense? Is it going to be a, a defense that's led by splash plays? Are they going to be great against the run? You know what what's a, a definition of success for you? And I know we've got a whole bunch of camp left to yeah. to, to to get through. But uh, as the year goes on, I mean, you presume they'll get better. That's what needs to happen. It's a lot of, to ask going into Minnesota, to your point. But, you know, what, what are you thinking here defensively? What What can that side of the ball do for this season?
0: Yeah, I think definitely this defense th- this year and, and, and always in this scheme is going to be one that, that is at its best when it's causing disruption. So big plays, turnovers, splash plays, t- plays that get a, an offensive team out of its rhythm um, in a down and distance, you know, a sack on second mm-hmm. down that makes it third and 17 and kills a drive. Um, you know, creating a penalty because of the pressure that they're that they're showing the looks they're showing really just um, creating confusion for the offense because it's a defense that a lot of teams in the Big Ten and teams that Nebraska plays in the non-conference aren't going to be accustomed to seeing Um, you know it's going to require a lot of film study and a lot of concentration on the part of of offenses to to master what Nebraska is doing on defense and I don't think that uh, opponents will necessarily do that. Um, on the flip side, you know, if it, it, when Nebraska, if Nebraska is not fundamentally sound in this defense, then they're going to be susceptible to big plays. And it's not always the worst thing in the world. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily. I don't think with this defense all about the amount of points or the yards that they give up. Of course, you want to keep teams out of the end zone, and and that's that's how you win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's getting teams off schedule. It's 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 disru- being disruptive, creating turnovers, getting sacks. That's what this defense is built around. That's, that's why it's been successful uh, at, at stops that Tony White has made, at, at places where his, his coaching mentor, Rocky Long, has been successful. And, and you see the 3-3-5 taking hold at some programs around the country that haven't traditionally run it. You saw it in the Big 12 last year at TCU and Oklahoma State. Um, can it work in the, Big 12, in the Big 10? Yeah, I think it can. Um, but there are going to be times where if Nebraska's not buttoned up fundamentally – then they're going to get taken advantage of. And and those moments are going to happen in this defense. You just have to hope if you're Nebraska that the big plays, the disruptions um, can cancel that out and, and even give you an edge.
2: And Mitch, we're going to get a chance to see this year how the three-three-five works with a couple different Big Ten teams utilizing it. Nebraska obviously being the first, the top of mind for us, but Wisconsin's going to have their own version of one, and Ohio State's going to have a version of a three-three-five as well. But whenever you look at this Husker defense, Mitch, how much pressure do you think is going to be on them early in the season when you look at those two big games to, to open with Minnesota and Colorado? You can assume, based on it being year one in a new system, that the defense is probably going to be ahead of the offense by the time that we get kicked off on August 31st. So, how much pressure do you think it is going to be on them to keep Minnesota out of the end zone and keep Minnesota off the scoreboard as that offense gets some things ironed out early in the year?
0: Yeah, a considerable amount of pressure. Um, that's not necessarily the game that you look at going into thinking that it's going to be, a, you know, a thirty-five to thirty-one game. Um, you know, Minnesota is going to be uh, methodical about the way that, that it does things, and and you know, it may be a defense. I think matchup-wise, you know, looking at it thirty days out. It's not one that, that I love for Nebraska um, and because Minnesota, they're not necessarily looking to, to gouge you with a huge play. Um, and, they're, and they're not looking to take a, a ton of risks. When teams start to take risks against the, the defense that um, – the, the, the kind of defense that Nebraska is going to play, you know, that's when bad things can happen and big plays can happen for the defense. But if, if they're patient and you know, I'd expect that that's what's, what it's going to be um, with P.J. Fleck and, and that, that offensive system, uh, you know, they're going to get their yards and they're going to get their first downs and they're going and they're probably going to be able to, to have a chance to control the clock. Nebraska will have to find a way in that game to take some gambles and create big plays when they're, when they're, they're not necessarily there for the take. So, I mean, we're, we're more than four weeks away from it. We'll have time to break that thing down, but it's not a matchup um, in this scheme, especially the first time Nebraska running it out there that I absolutely love or, or even like, especially on the road in the mm-hmm. first game of a, of a coaching regime. The second, the second week is a different story. And you know, I think there will be opportunities at Colorado. Without even under, having a true understanding of what Colorado is going to do on the offensive side, I think they're going to have to take risks and they're going to look for big plays, and that should create opportunities and be right up the alley of what this defense wants to do to take advantage of the opponent. So, um, you know, very early in the analysis, I think week one um, sets up as a much worse matchup for Nebraska than week two on the defensive side.
1: Mitch, here about ninety seconds, Bud. But is there a, a defensive player that you could see as a barometer for how this defense goes?
0: You know, I, at the very beginning, um, and you know what the th- questions I want to ask as as camp goes on and the positions that I want to watch when things get going are two spots: the rover spot, um, which is kind of the link between the secondary and the linebackers. And it was really interesting to hear White say today that Eric Fields, the true freshman linebacker, is is playing that Rover spot. You know, he came to Nebraska as a linebacker um, and intends to, p- to play like a linebacker in college. I know that from, from visiting him in, in Ardmore, Oklahoma, this winter. Um, so that tells me that that Rover spot is going to be something that Nebraska looks at like as an extension of its linebacking core, and it's really an intriguing position. So not that Fields is going to be the starter. You know, it's probably going to be Isaac Gifford or, or, you know, one of the more experienced players, but just the fact that he's playing there tells me something about that spot. And then the other, other one is the Jack linebacker position, you know, which between the first and second level of the defense um, does a lot of the same, has a lot of the same characteristics that you see for the rover spot on the back end, and that's MJ Sherman and Jamari Butler and Chief Borders and Maverick Noonan. So those are all really intriguing pieces in the Nebraska defense. Even Noonan is a true freshman, so um, I'm going to watch those guys um, at both of those positions and see how things go. If they're very active um, when when the season gets going, and if we're hearing a lot of good reports about those two positions at a camp. And I think things are progressing, and, and that, that's a good barometer for um, where the Huskers are at.
1: Mitch, we'll get caught up again. Always appreciate you taking a few minutes. Real quick, about 10 seconds, what's coming up from you?
0: Uh, well, we've been talking about defense, so I'm going to be writing about defense um, <laughs> here in the, in the near future. First couple of days of camp are done, and we'll kind of finish with the previews and the rundown of everything that happened on day one. So that's online right now at The Athletic. Go check that out, and uh, more good stuff to come.
1: Mitch, appreciate you. Thanks for the time. All right. Thanks, Chris. There he is, Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic. Uh, More Hale Varsity on the way.